Welcome, gamers, to Basement Arcade Pause Menu, the show where we hit pause, sit back, and just chill. I am your host, Ben Magnet, and today, joining me on the show are two dudes from an awesome show all the way on the other continent. When I say other continent, I mean the one east of the United States from uh, Europe. Uh, these guys are awesome. I love listening to their show. It is Dylan and Adrian from Arcade Attack. Welcome to the yes. show, guys. Ben, you legend. Thank you. Thanks, Ben. Sorry, just for your viewers, listeners, I'm Dylan. He's Adrian. Yeah. But yes, guys, thanks for having yeah. us, mate. Uh, yeah. Thanks for coming on the show. I've been listening <laughs> to your show for the past few months, right before you guys went on a, a hiatus. Mm. And I was listening. I don't How the heck did I find you guys? I want to say it was through some something on Twitter. I saw a tweet from one of, I think, the main uh, arcade attack, um, the main arcade attack uh twitter twitter and i was like man another retro gaming podcast sure i'll give this a listen because i luckily at my job i am able to listen to podcasts because it helps keep my sanity and from my soul getting crushed (laughs) and i'm listening to this i'm like man these guys are really cool and i'm looking through your episode list i'm like holy crap they interviewed him they interviewed tom kalinsky they interviewed Mm -hmm. all these people that i want to get on the show how the hell did they do that we nag people yeah we we just keep bullying them we say please come on our show please come on please Well, I've been yeah. nagging you guys too. I've been on Twitter. I'm like, yo, so uh, collab when? Yeah, we you did that. And I was like, okay, let's try and work this out. So we're actually like, we record our podcasts in bulk, like our little, our, mm-hmm. our chatty ones. So we thought, well, we're meeting up today anyway. I was like, oh, let's wake up Ben nice and early. <laughs> and then we'll get him on first before the boys come around. And then, yeah. That's how we're here. Yeah. We're here. Yeah. yeah you can see my kitchen in the background. It's very professional. <laughs> very professional. Well, well, if people listening to this on audio, they don't see anything. So you can see guys on audio. My, we're in my kitchen almost. And you almost. Can imagine, there's a crocodile, isn't there, just behind? Got it. a crocodile head. Yeah. yeah got, got like a little toy crocodile thing. <laughs> Although I feel bad because that intro was a little bit botched. It, it's nine o'clock in the morning, full, full Mate. transparency. For me, it's nine o'clock in the morning. I just woke up less than an hour ago. <laughs> Well, yeah, you guys are the second guest from England I have. I've had two people on from Australia on the show, and this is the second time I've had someone from uh, jolly old England. So I'm just, I mean, time zones are a thing, but at the same time, it's like I got so many awesome people to talk to thanks to internet and Twitter. It's like I'll wake up. Mate, thank you. Thank you for doing that. It's crazy, isn't it? Only, what, 15 years ago? Talking to someone across the globe uh, would be very expensive. Do you remember how bad Skype was as well? And that was the only thing we had. (laughs) I have horror stories from Skype. <laughs> okay, not really horror stories, but I do remember uh, one of my friends. She went when she went up to school in San Francisco for a good like month and a half. We would have like weekly Skype meetings, just talking to each other because you know she's homesick. She wanted someone to talk to. She needed friends, and I wasn't doing anything. So I'm like, yeah, sure, let's talk. And there are times where the video got very um, scattered, fragmented. Yeah. yeah, very fragmented, very uh, jittery, and it just wasn't the good, wasn't wasn't very good. It started off really great, right? Every Skype oh, yeah. call would start off like, "Wow, amazing!" And then it just be like, yeah. "Rip, rap, You have poor quality, bat bite, and that was it. Yeah, it's true. It's like when we first started doing Skype, it's like, "Oh my god, this is like Star Trek. This yeah. is so cool. The future is now." Yeah, and uh, here we are, and let's see, like ten over ten years later, we have like. Technology has progressed to the fact to the point where we can easily video call people from all over the world and record podcasts, which I am thankful for. Yeah, yeah, man, serious. Thank yeah. the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the game. <laughs> uh, 
So before we do have a topic today, but before we get into the topic, I want to talk to you guys. Um, how did you guys start Arcade Attack? Oh, Ben. Oh, oh the amount of times I've answered this question, at least three. <laughs> uh, I was, I, I was really bored at work about maybe about seven years ago. Uh, I was doing some customer service stuff for a software company and it wasn't really going anywhere. And I was finding myself playing a lot of old video games because I didn't really like the Xbox 360 kind of PlayStation 3 era. Um, mm -hmm. I've got on with it now, but back in those days, yeah. I was like, oh, retro game. I was like, well, we're really quite fancy going into websites, you know, creating websites, writing stuff. And I thought, wow, well, old video games are really interesting to write about. I'm like finding stuff about. So then I started it up. I started up as Dylan's Arcade. Um, that didn't really go anywhere. It looked really bad, didn't it? Uh, and then I was like, well, I need something more catchy. So I just kept on going on hosting like you know, finders. I was like, what can I find that sounds a bit video gamey? Everything retro gamey, everything video game was pretty much taken. So I was like, oh, damn it. Um, but... <laughs> It came, you know, it came about arcadeattack.co.uk. It's like, okay, okay, I'll call it Arcade Attack. Uh, and then Adrian was like, well, why don't we um, interview people who used to make the games back then? They seem to be pretty up for it. We can ping them over a few uh, questions and that. Yeah. And so I got him on board. And then Adrian pretty much, you kept it going for about a year or two. And then Keith tried. So Keith is our sort of our third. I've known these guys in school. So I've known these yeah. guys since we we're about 11, 12 years old. And then Keith was like, oh, okay, I like the writing, but, you know, can we do a bit of video stuff? So we tried video mm -hmm. stuff. It went badly because we didn't know how to sync anything with game footage and it went really badly. Yeah. Then he was like, oh, why don't we do podcasting? All we have to do is just get together, chat about mm -hmm. games, uh, see how it goes, take the mick out of each other a lot for an hour, and that's it. Ta-da! <laughs> it, it was perfect timing. I remember Dylan started his website and I was like, oh, this sounds quite interesting. And then you jumped made, on my bandwagon, mate. I stole it basically. Yeah. And literally about a month later, my mum said, Oh, I just cleared out my loft. Here's all your old games consoles. Here's all the retro stuff. I was like, This is like a sign. You know, I've got my new retro console set up again, all the Jaguars and Mars systems and whatnot. Yeah. So I thought, Well, I better get, you know, involved in this arcade attack business of Dylan's. I'm amazed it all worked because how long was it in your mum's loft for? Like, it was in there a long time. Years, I'll say, yeah. I'm surprised it didn't all just decompose, but yeah, that, that's what that's what those game consoles are made of. They're made out of just tough. Oh Basically, yeah, I can't think of any other word to think to describe it. But oh, no, yeah, no, yeah, and here we are. You know, oh yeah, here we are. Now, when you mentioned the, how game consoles are just like built to last, I remember when I had like an N64, and people would like my PlayStation Two. I still have my original PlayStation PS Two from when like my family first got it. It's still, it's it's in there. It's safe. But I'm still like very careful with it. It's it's a little fragile. Whereas with my NES and when I had it, my N64, those things can take punishment. Like Nintendo consoles, there are. I remember I would accidentally drop my Game Boy walking to my car. I'm playing Pokemon. I would accidentally drop my Game Boy, and when it hit the ground, um, I was scared. Like it would hit the ground and it would turn the game off, and then I would like, and when I would flick the switch on and off again, it would turn right back on. Maybe have you ever cracked? Little... Yeah, have you ever cracked one of those open? It, nope. It's like it's got a lot of. Yeah, I have. I've done a few times, but uh, yeah, it's got like the shell is pretty hardcore. Yeah. I, I'm glad like it kept going for you. And also, Game Boy colors are the same as well, aren't they? But oh, yeah. yeah, I know. Now you couldn't oh. really get away with that. I don't think. I don't think you could drop a switch and get away with it now. I... That'd be done. Yeah, I mean, luckily the switches in hand. Thankfully, like the handheld switch is still like nice, but we have not dropped the switch yet. Thankfully, and. Uh... <laughs> 
and no, mostly when we've actually had played it, it's not like we're playing it walking around like I was when I was a kid, mm-hmm. walking to my car trying to catch a Pokemon. I'm surprised I didn't trip and fall on like because we had little stairs next to my driveway. I'm surprised I didn't trip and fall because that would have been a bad day. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, so there is a topic that we have today, or air quotes here topic, and the topic is our console journeys. I've been seeing this trend going around Twitter a little bit, and I thought, you know what, that'd be funny walking down, because you guys are a retro podcast. This show technically isn't a retro podcast, but we do talk a lot of retro stuff every uh, quite a bit. So I figured, hey, let's talk about our console journey, starting from our very first console. Handhelds are welcome. The only caveat is I don't count PCs, because PCs can pretty much run anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, especially to, in today's day and age, because if we were if we did include PCs, then my first gaming machine was my Windows ninety five. Oh, that was like the first gaming machine my family ever owned, and these are consoles that you guys own, not consoles you went to a friend's house and played. Things that you owned at least once in your life. Yeah. I'll let Adrian start then, because yeah. I'm still trying to spin mine in yeah, my head. Yeah, Go on. So- yeah. Um, my mum and dad weren't gamers, not gamers now, really. But I went to my uncle's house when I was very young, and he showed off this new machine. I was like, what is this? And it was a Spectrum, ZX Spectrum Plus. I was like, ah, you can actually play games on on an old TV, and I couldn't believe it. And after that, uh, I was like, mum, we need one of these as well. So we got a Spectrum, and mm-hmm. it's you know, hard to be a computer more than the console, but it was absolutely incredible. But then only a few months later. Uh, I went back to my uncle's house and he had, he had upgraded to an Amiga 500. Ooh. And I couldn't believe the graphics that this thing could produce. I just couldn't believe it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I love the Amiga so much. Um, it wasn't so big in the US, obviously. I know it's, it's a, bit, a bit of a cult following over there, but in the UK, it really was that powerful. So, again, I was like, Mum, I know we've got the Spectrum, and I like the Spectrum, <laughs> but we need this thing now. And I was like, you know, you can do homework on this. They were really expensive because <laughs> yeah. I'll t- I'll tell everyone about my my sort of journey in a minute. But I had an Amiga. I won't tell you which one. Um, but they were just ridiculously. They were priced like a PC, weren't they? Oh, they were a lot of money, but, but they were like they were a gaming thing. Well, I've got a trump <laughs> could... card because I've got two brothers, so I was like, it could be a joint Christmas present. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't oh. have that. Yeah, I couldn't oh, do no. that. I I cannot tell you how many times I played because my birthday is in November. And it's like, it's like right in the middle. So Christmas is right around, obviously it's right around the corner. Yeah. And whenever a big thing would become like be it a game console or um, I live close, I'm in Southern California. I live super close to Disneyland. So I would tell my parents, it's like, hey, Disneyland pass for both birthday and Christmas for me. <laughs> it worked. It well, actually you, worked. Yeah, you can double up, can't you? Say you what? can double up. I can't. Yeah. My birthday's in March oh, and yours is oh, in oh, oh, yours. Adrian's is Jan, so you could have done your birthday thing and doubled up with your brothers. You yeah. could have got a, like a mega computer. Well, a Neo Geo, possibly. You could have got a Neo Geo. Yeah, why'd you, why'd you mess around with an Amiga? Yeah, wow. right. uh, yeah. So we got the Amiga 600, which really blew my mind. Uh, loved it. Um, Zool was one of my favorite games at the time. I don't know if there's any Zool fans, Ben, on your show, but I'm always going to defend that crazy Ninja Ant because I love that guy. And, um, you yeah, know, for many, many years, that was it. Uh, although saying that, and then... Um, it's a funny story, isn't it? I, um, I actually quite like the Mars system. I don't know if you're a fan. Uh, but the first time I saw it was at my neighbor's house. And my mum was like, oh, I've got to help cats it. I've got to help cats it. Our neighbors have gone out for, for a week. Adrian, do you want to come over and help cats it? I'm like, fine. And I knew, um, I mean, I must have been about seven, eight maybe at the time. I knew 
bed, a teenage daughter. I was like, oh, I wonder what a girl's room bedroom looks like. <laughs> I, I was in the. We'd never seen one, I suppose, no. would we? When no, we were in our, like, on our young years. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, oh, exciting. You, you feed the cat, mum. I'm just going to pop upstairs, have a little look around. That's so cheeky. You can't go nosing around in girls' bedrooms, regardless of how young you are. How young well, they are. Yeah. How old were you when this was going on? You were like, I, what, 10 or something? Yeah, you know, I think I was about seven or eight, maybe. I can't okay, exactly okay. remember the time. Uh, that's so probably that's- acceptable. Maybe yeah, I, I would say, uh, I mean, I would when I would go to friends' houses, like when I like there's friends at school, I was actually curious to because there are times where I'd be going around or I'd be walking past their houses, but of course, I would never go inside and I'd be like, I wonder what the inside of that person's house looks like because it was the next door house, so the, the layout mm-hmm. of the house was pretty much identical, but obviously, mm-hmm. everything else was different. It's so weird for me. Yeah. Um, and and then open the door. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. One of those dancing flower pots. Do you remember those classic flower pots? Oh, yeah. Do you remember them? Oh. I was looking around going, oh, that's interesting. And then they I, were tacky. I, I looked at the TV. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's a TV there. And below it was this box. I was like, I know what that is. It's a master system. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to turn it on. And it was a, there was a cartridge in there, Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, wow. What a game oh. to start on. <laughs> and then my mum was like, your system, Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, wow. man. My mum shouted out saying, the cats will be fed. We can go home like... No, I'll come home later. <laughs> <Yeah>. I think <laughs> we need to feed the cat again. I don't think it's been fed enough. Let's exactly. come back and play more Sonic. And I begged her, I was like, can I just stay here for half an hour? And it's rude, isn't it? Let's be honest. And she, she was like, fine, just knock when you're ready to come home. <laughs> and I was just, I must have stayed there for about three or four hours, just playing sort of the hedgehog. I was like, and I was like, we need a master system. I told my brothers, we're, we're going to help cats it the next day because they've gone for a week. And then I was like, my brother's like, oh my God, this is a great game. And I don't know how we got the master system, but we managed to bully my mum and parents into it as well. <laughs> God, you bullied them into buying you so many consoles, didn't you? I know, right? Oh, you, you, sir, you, sir, Adrian, you're like, hey, can we get the consoles? For me and my younger brother, the way we got consoles was we begged. Like, wow. we had to get on. My, I've said this a hundred times on both my regular podcast, Fake Nerd Podcast, and on this show, but I'll say it again. Um, my parents were not anti-video games. But they were definitely more go outside and play. You can only play video games for one hour a day Mm. and only if your homework is done. Yeah. Oh, mate, that's 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 a hard upbringing then. Oh, oh, mate. I had to set a timer on our oven for an hour. And originally the rule was that once we turned on the – we had to set the timer first and then turn the console on. It wasn't the other way around. And I remember there's one time uh, it was Crash Bandicoot three for some reason you know that long opening cutscene in Crash Bandicoot three with mm. the, with the Aqua Aqua Uka Uka and all that stuff um, I couldn't for you would normally we would just like skip it because you know we've seen it a hundred times but for some reason we would hit the start button and it wasn't registering and it wouldn't skip right. and of course <laughs> that and it was eating into our time so we my brother and i walked up to our mom one day and it's like hey for some reason we can't skip this cutscene in um, our game and that's like five minutes into our playing time can we you, you know start the timer when we start playing and my mom was like and she was like okay yeah sure you can do that yeah thanks mom cry it's like thanks, it's like, thanks mom, did you ever so get <laughs> So Did you ever get to a final boss Ben or anything? And like a final boss, you gotta keep you playing. And your mum was like, sorry. Beep. <laughs> no, thankfully my mother was never that mean. Um she, <laughs> like when our timer went off and she was like, and if we were right in the middle of a level, she would let us finish the level and make sure we saved the game first. Before the only time my parents were like were um saying, Benjamin, turn that game off right now, 
was when I was going through the airport, we landed, I want to, we were on a family vacation. I want to say Singapore, we had to go through customs and I was in the middle of a Pokemon battle. And my dad was like, okay, save your game. I'm like, I can't. What do you mean you can't? He's like, it's Pokemon. I know you can save this game. I was like, damn, in the middle of a battle. I can't <laughs> save the game in the middle of a battle. And he's and he actually was like, I mean, he didn't yell, thankfully, but he was like, Benjamin, turn that off now. So I'm like, okay. Oh, man. Oh. Well, Where would you it, like it, to be right now, Benjamin, if you won that po- Pokemon battle? That's all we will. You could have been a Pokemon superstar, man. You could have been winning those Pokemon tournaments. <laughs> yeah. You could have been a millionaire. Fuck, <laughs> fuck. Well, at the same time, we were all super cranky because we just got off of a man. Because we just went from South Korea to Singapore, and before that was from LAX to South Korea, and that oh was, yeah, that yeah. Was, that's long. It was super long. It was, <laughs> it was really I, was in, long. I was in third grade, and being on that flight for that long was the oh. absolute worst. What I mean, did you do with yourself? What can you do with yourself? Like if you're well, that my, young, like it's like parents, I don't know. My parents made damn sure that we had fully re- fully loaded batteries for our Game Boys, and as oh, they also bought us a Pokemon handbook. Oh, nice! Yeah, you can have a little read of that. Yeah, yeah nice. Yeah, yeah. So of course, my brother and I we were like flipping through that, trading it back and forth. And when we were in the air, and the captain said, "Okay, you can do your electronic devices," Game Boys instantly came out. Done. Love it. Yeah, <laughs> which funny enough, that was actually the first uh, home console I ever owned was a Game Boy. Oh, a good one, mate. Oh, Tetris. Ooh, actually, my, it wasn't, my first game wasn't Tetris, so I still wow. have my original Game Boy. It's a Game Boy Pocket, it's a green one, and oh, I yeah. got it. I want to say two months before the Game Boy Color was released. And when we were at the store, or this is a fun. You're gonna love this. So we were at the store. We are once again begging our moms for video, begging our mom, begging our dad for video game systems, and our parents were like, "No, no, no. We have a computer. You have. You can. You don't have to. You don't need to stay glued to the TV all day." But the thing was, is that we would take family trips to Montana. Do you guys know where Montana is? It's like um, Colorado, isn't it? I'm trying to like put my. Put, it's a little. To, it, it, that way, it, that way of the country. It's yeah, it's north. <laughs> it, it's, um, so. Like here's California, here's Montana. It board the state borders uh, Canada. Right. Wow. Yeah. So, and we would take road trips from Southern California to Montana. And once again, my brother and I are very young. You can imagine we get bored very easily on these <laughs> 16, 18 hour car rides. Oh, mate. Oh, I don't know how you guys do that over there. <sighs> we, we can't spend about two, three hours in a car before we get bored. We just, we're not used to it. We live in a small country. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just 15 minutes to dinner. I was like, oh, it's getting boring. Oh, <laughs> mate, you were driving. You're like, oh, man, so going to go to Croydon. Oh, man. No, oh, we can't do 18 well, hours, mate. Well, especially luckily, once we got into to Utah and into uh, Idaho, which is our those states are have a lot more scenic stuff. It's a lot more like beautiful. It's it's like oh hey look there's trees, there's wildlife. Oh look at all this beautiful scenery. Whereas from California to Southern Utah, it's all just desert. Wow! Like the it'll only shut, time. Shout out Ben to Utah. And there's a Facebook group I've joined called Utah Retro Gaming. I'm a bad boy Ooh. from Croydon. I joined it. And I Did you my... say you were from Utah? Well, no, I, no, no. I just did, I just joined it. I didn't really just sneaked in, and I sometimes post uh, our podcast. And actually, they're very receptive. They actually seem to enjoy our stuff there. It seems so. They probably you go, worked Utah out. Posse. Yeah, they probably worked out you're not from Utah. 
Unless, what? unless it's a Utah accent, <laughs> is it? Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I'd like to go to Utah. I think they like the retro gaming. I'm getting that sort of vibe. I like it. Okay, so that sounds like my kind of town. Let's go. That is awesome. Yeah, like the only time on the car ride in the southern, in the, like the southern part, the desert part, the only time where my brother and I actually perked up was when we drove through Las Vegas. Oh yeah. Oh, hello. <laughs> yeah, because it's like Las Vegas. It's like, oh, look at all the pretty lights, the colors. Oh, this is so cool. And then, bye. It's like Blackpool for us, isn't it? <laughs> Look at the British oh, oh. Yeah, the British guys into this will get that. Oh, yeah. Blackpool. Oh, no. Don't come here. No, don't go there. Any Americans uh, listen to this, don't go to Blackpool. I, <laughs> don't, do I don't know what Black... I mean, eventually I'm going to London next year, so I... Nice. Yeah. Come and say hello, they... mate. We are literally about 15-minute train ride out of London, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, so. I, will, I will definitely try to... Inc- I will definitely try to see you guys, because that's one of the things. It's like, hey, I have friends in London now. Dot, dot, dot. Do it. It's like, where are you Done. guys at? I only got a few hours here. <laughs> well, come see you. Well, I'll have a pint. Yeah. Nice warm beer. You know, we like warm beer. Oh, there she goes. Have one of those. Pints and pints of lager. Yeah. Hey, I told my friends when we've been, because we've been playing this trip for over two years. The first destination was Japan. And then, of course, like, that got too expensive. So we said, okay, yeah, we'll go to Europe instead. And then COVID happened. And then COVID's still happening. Mm-hmm. So it's we're just sitting here going, bloody hell, when are we actually going to go out of the country? Mm-hmm. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But yeah, do it, mate. Whenever you're oh, here, drop us a line. Yeah. Do I, it. Almost, I most certainly yeah. will. But yeah, going back to console journeys, the Game Boy was my very first one because that helped mm. my brother and I on our super long car rides. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so nice, nice. Should I, should we have passed to Dylan now? I can, I can, that was your mind. kind of like little, yeah. I mean, I need yeah. to kind of like step it up now because my mine was before you guys. No, mm-hmm. actually, no, Spectrum wouldn't have been before mine. So my first console was the Sega Master System. So in a bleh, 1990, crikey, 31 years ago. Oh, this is pains me, Ben. Why are you making me do this? Right, so... <laughs> it pains me too, man. Man, <laughs> 30 years ago, mate. Come on. Um, I mean, hey, yeah. I'm born... I may, I, may be, I may be a 90s kid, but now it still hurts when I'm, like, going around, like, the mall or I'm seeing some... Or I'm seeing, like, uh... kids younger than me talk about it's like oh this is so it's like oh is this brand new and it's like oh no this is all retro and they're talking about stuff from 2003 that's considered retro and i'm like the the stuff that we play games on first are in museums they're in museums they've got those little plaques next to them with the little writing like to describe what they're about they're so old um but yeah the sega master system so before uh christmas 1990 sega were going i think they wanted to get rid of their master systems or something in in in, in europe because they were going quite hard on the on the advert so i said to my dad oh quite a fancy one of those i'd only ever played pong before on one of my cousins like um like binatone things wherever it was uh, but i was like yeah okay come on let's have one of those so he got me uh the pack with a light gun in it i think they call it the light phaser sega uh mm-hmm. built in hang on safari hunt two controllers and I persuaded him because I didn't know the games were on the console. This is a, another joke. I spent two months not knowing that there were two built-in games on the console. And I said to him, "We were going to the we we're going to the counter, and someone had discarded Ghostbusters for some reason." And I was like, "Oh, that looks like that would fit the Master System, Dad. Oh, can I have that too? Go on." <laughs> so, <laughs> so he gave me Ghostbusters, and it's the Activision one that's I think on a lot of those eight-bit computers. And I loved it, man. I spent about two months playing that. And then I realized I had Hang On and Safari Hunt on there. And then one of my uncles got me Galaxy Force. And that was it. I was hooked. And then Sonic 1. I got Sonic 1 when that came out. 
uh, somehow, not even for a Christmas present. I think I just nagged my dad to, to get me it. And that just, I knew it. From that moment on, when I played Sonic 1 on the Master System, I knew I'd still be talking about video games 30 years later on a podcast called Basement Arcade. <laughs> Basement Arcade pause menu. Pause menu. Yeah, yeah here we are. <laughs> so, we do have a regular show called Basement Arcade, but that's our Let's Play show. That's video only. This is video Oh, man, you wouldn't even let us on there. Oh, why are we on this one? <laughs> Oh, well, ben, I hate talk you guys. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, so yeah, I had a Master System for ages, and then I stepped up to an Amiga 1200. Yeah. So which is the one with double the memory of the 600. Yeah, and man, Amigas were just amazing. I think you said like they weren't that popular in the States, but I think it was that and the Atari ST. I think they were those kind of, and I think maybe the Atari ST did a bit better over there. Um, but mate, I was hooked. And then I just got, it just ended up spiraling then i got a mega drive after that so i kind of went back a little bit and then i got a playstation and then playstation 2 and then yeah. here we are but another reason why i started arcade attack was was to try and obviously play those games that we couldn't do back in those yeah. days because we didn't have a lot of money growing up and you, you can't afford that many i only we used to swap games and me and him used to swap games a lot because you didn't i mean with the amiga games you used to be able to copy them (laughs) so just get a little you know box of floppy disks and i'll be like adrian what did you get from your uncle this time and he gave me like monkey island and stuff and you know that'd keep me going but yeah so now we can actually obviously we're we're old we can afford to buy stuff i had an atari jaguar for a bit and other things like other consoles that i'm not you know not really played with before but that's that's basically it now. So we just like go through catalogs and catalogs of games we never played. Dreamcast was a good one. Missed that one completely. Missed Dreamcast because I was too busy too busy playing PS2. This was this guy was the only guy in Croydon who had one, I think. <laughs> I did, yeah. Um, and I've got it. You gave it to me that one because you got another one, didn't you? One, yeah, and you I, gave me that one. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know how I, I can't exactly remember how I got it, but I think it was before my, me and my brothers got it, and maybe got it just a bit cheaper because obviously the PS2s really did wipe it out didn't it mm-hmm. so i love the dreamcast now yeah. i can't believe it got like shafted basically oh, didn't it when it got when it got released but yeah mate in a nutshell that's that's pretty much how i ended up here so yeah we can pick apart any of that if you want <laughs> oh, we will. the we sega v nintendo thing i was definitely a sega kid i hate to say you know oh, no, no, I, was I was only too. Yeah, so I can't I mean, get into Mario. I'm sorry, again, anyone listening to this, I can't, I can't, just can't do it. I, I like the first Mario on the NES, and maybe two and three, and then after that, I just, I just don't know. I don't know. They're a bit floaty for me. They're not quick enough. I'm Sonic, man. I'm gone. <laughs> gone. Yeah. When yeah. Uh, um, when Adrian was talking about going to his um, when he was cat sitting, it instantly gave me flashbacks when I was in like kindergarten. So I was like a really young kid, and there was a girl who lived next door to me at the time. Um, and her dad was super cool. And he would like, whenever my parents were gone, he would, they would like watch my brother and I, and when we would go over to her house, she had a SNES or a SNES in her, um, in her room. So, cool. so we would play two games on that. We would play super Mario world and street fighter two. Of course, we didn't call them Super Mario World or Street Fighter 2. We just called them the fighting game and the Mario game. (laughs) I have a bit of a, not fetish, but I have a bit of an obsession for Street Fighter 2. It's probably probably the game that I own most in most different formats. Like I've got all the downloadable ones that you can get, all the collection ones. I've got the SNES one, the Mega Drive one. I've got the PS2 one somewhere. I just love that game so much. It just just revolutionized fighting games. I I think one-on-one fighting games. 
I, I mean, it's an amazing game. Do not get me wrong, but I had a feeling mm. you guys really love Street Fighter Two since I don't know the opening to your show has <laughs> Street Fighter Two sound bites. I mean. I mean, listeners and uh, viewers and listeners, if you go over to Arcade Attack and check them out and you listen to their show, you hear uh, um, Chung Lee, you hear the uh, Shoryuken, <laughs> you hear the Shoryuken, and some some theme, I'm guessing, as one, one of the themes from one of the stages. First, it's the Ryu stage. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Ryu, if you want to pronounce right. it, if you want to pronounce it properly. Um, yeah, well, I just love that. I think as as a kind of an intro music, and because we're too lazy to make our own intro music, that was just something that me and Keith chose a couple of years when we first started. So he did it, and then I redid it again. So like the lady who you like hear talking is Adrian's cousin. So she's like a professional voice artist. So we just, we just we just borrow, we just get favors. Beg and borrow, man. This is like we are like held up with duct tape and yeah, other things and well wishes. You know, I don't even know how we get so many downloads, but we are literally. It is just yeah. We're, oh, we're not. I wouldn't call us professional. This is why I want to get this thing that you've got here. Yeah, how you're yeah. doing all this fancy business? We need oh, to get no. this. Oh, trust me. This is all like for me. This is all facade. Uh, I tried it. <laughs> I even went to school to uh, do radio. I went to university to learn it. I have a bachelor's degree in it. And, okay. Uh, and two episodes ago, because um, you guys interviewed him as well, Howard Scott mm. Warshaw. Oh, I had him yeah, on he did. Yeah, uh, um, Adrian interviewed him. But I had him on my show as well. And the whole time I was telling myself, don't fanboy. Whatever you do, do not <laughs> fanboy. And I... If any of my radio professors uh, heard, watched, or heard that interview, they would probably smack me upside the head next time they see me because it's because it's like a cardinal <laughs> sin to not fan. You have to be professional. You were like Howard. How are you? Yes, I was, tr- I was trying to, but at the same time, it's like I'm talking to a literal video game legend. He is. Like, man. He's, he's, he's great. He's great fun, isn't he? Was, oh, he, it was an amazing conversation. He was super, super nice, super chill, and mm. he's and he wants to, he wants to come back on the show, which makes me happy because I bought his book. Nice. I'm reading his book right now, and once I'm done with reading his book, I'm going to invite him back on and talk more. And also, we only had like 30, 40 minutes to talk. So, mm. I mean, that happens to be probably once. I've had a lot of guests on, but the one I was like, oh my God, this is brilliant. For me personally, it was Eric Chahi, who oh, made Another World. And it was out, was it called Out of This World in the US? Out of This World, I think they, yeah, yeah, named it over there. An unbelievable sort of platform action, sort of cinematic game. And mm-hmm. I, I was obsessed by that game as a kid. So I was like, this game was literally made by you know one person really. And right. Speaking of games, uh, sorry, I know this is horrible. Speaking of games made by one person, I have something and I hunted down and made sure I got. It's like one of the, let's see which where'd it go? Oh, this is great audio. I know. No, <laughs> not you, not you. Where the guys on the audio only? Audio only. What are you doing, Ben? Of course. Oh, you've got ET. Yeah, I got ET. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not so amazing. Not from the dump. Not from the, not from the, the not from the landfill in Alamo Gordo. I was looking on eBay because I've been wanting to get um, not just Howard's games, but there are a few Atari games because I do not own an Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Mm. I probably may never own an Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Not because mm. it's a bad console or anything, just because I know I'm probably not going to play it because I have mm. a space as a factor right now. But the reason why I wanted this cart is because I want to preserve it. Because oh yeah, man, that is gaming history that you're holding there. You know exactly. It is exactly Uh, why I want to hold on to this game, and I'm I'm gonna try and find a protective case for it. I'm gonna protect it, and if I do play it, awesome. Because I have played this game before. I played it at a retro gaming uh, convention a few years ago before Mm -hmm. 
in the before times. And now, I, and as I told Howard, if you could listen back to that episode, I want to play it again because when I first played it, my perception of E.T. was very skewed because of the internet and because of everyone talking mm-hmm. smack about it. Mm-hmm. Like people are saying, this is the shittiest game of all time. This game has gone off. There are way worse on the 2600 than E.T. I mean, it's not, it's not an amazing game. I mean, I work... My I don't know what I'm doing most of the time, yeah. but you know you can need a few walkthroughs and the things these days. But apparently, yeah. if you read the manual, I think this is the the key, right? If you read the manual, then you actually know what you're doing. Yeah, same it? thing with the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, which I have in this it's, box, like I want to dig out. There you go. I mean, a lot of those games weren't that intuitive back in the day. You had to read the instructions, otherwise, even the master, loads of Master System games I got. So Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. right? There's nowhere that explicitly says in the manual. So even they tried even to describe this in the manual that you need to press the direct. So you move the little Ghostbusters logo around this map, and there's nowhere that says you actually have to press the direction that you're that from where you are in relation to the building and one of the buttons to then drive to the building. Nowhere in the Master System instructions. I'm like, how do you do? They're talking about stuff I can't even get to, and that's the beginning of the game. Like, what is going on? So then, yeah. So then I just fluked it one day, and I was like, oh, there you go. Oh, there's a driving bit. That's it's new. Like, oh, we're just like, going oh. around the map before. I was like, this is amazing. I just go around the map. Like, oh, you can go over there. Oh, there's Zool. Oh, no, Zool got smashed up again. I'm like, <laughs> just go round and round. But yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but eating yeah. nice one. Nice one for preserving yeah. that. But uh, going back to the 2600, my, per- my personal hot take Pac Man is worse on the 2600. Wow. That's, uh, yeah. Wow, that is that is something. Uh, and that's I, a simple game. I've interviewed Todd, Todd Fry that made it. He it converted over, and he did get mm-hmm. a lot of stick. Actually, you're right, Ben. It, mm-hmm. His conversion, even though a lot of people respect it, I'm truly played it, but a lot of people mm-hmm. were quite angry. Thought he could have done a better job, and you know, I, I think Todd Fry is a very interesting man actually because he made the Sword Quest series as well. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if you know about that, Ben. But it's really quite incredible Atari competition. Oh no, I uh, have this. I have a so in this lot, I have Fireworld. I have. Sword oh, nice. Fireworld. There you go. Yeah. And, yeah, I do know of the um, the, the Sword Quest contest, how it was supposed to be Waterworld, Earthworld, Fireworld, and Airworld was the last one, but Airworld oh, never got made because mm-hmm. then, like, the crash, like, cut that all at the kneecaps. But, yeah. It I, did a I bit. Like, and we've, we've, we got a bit of a stick. I think we accidentally said somewhere that it was, like, it crashed the whole industry. So the ET and, obviously, all the oh, yeah. unlicensed stuff that came out well, over there. It but it was the North American industry. Yeah, but, you know, our stuff, our stuff was propped up by the Spectrum scene and the Commodore scene, and yeah. you know well, we we kind of kept it ticking over. Yeah, I felt bad because on uh, on your guys's Twitter when you announced the interview with Howard Scott Warshaw, a bunch of I want to a bunch of uh, Twitter users from I want to say Europe and maybe even Australia, they kept correcting. Adrian that was it. Over. They kept correcting you. Stop. Saying, like, okay, we get it. Like, come like, on. Oh. <laughs> I constantly say it's like, oh, this was the American thing that crashed. they blame. He was blamed for destroying an industry, not like the industry. I don't know, man. Well, look, no, we just, got like, fixed skinned into them, luckily. So we are, we, we find everything it. hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, All over the years. You know, have a, have a oh yeah, it. you know, have a listen to some of our podcasts. They're terrible. You'll have loads of stuff. To have. We never get anything right. No. We don't. We don't pride ourselves on getting stuff right. We never get anything we right. Really good review. We said, oh, we like these guys. We like their their, their charisma, and we think they're quite funny. But boy, do they get a lot of things wrong. We get things so wrong. I mean, we're gonna do um, in this batch that we're recording later. We're just recording a like a Sonic one. I guess it's his thirtieth anniversary, right? So uh-huh. we thought we'd finally do a Sonic podcast after two hundred podcasts. We'll finally do one. We've done a couple on the films, but they don't really mm-hmm. care. they don't really count. And I thought, mm, where can I get my information from? 
Wikipedia. Wikipedia. I copy paste. We're not helping out yourself, are we? Well, I'm terrible. Yeah, if you want to actually like learn stuff, no. If you want to have a good time, come listen to us. But if you do, if you don't actually learn things, no. I'd go somewhere else. I mean, that's why I listen to you guys because it's a good time. Even though one of you guys has sports words about Animal Crossing, and I'm a huge Animal Crossing defender. Oh, mate, do you know what? Keith hates that game. I love it. He might walk in in a minute. If he does, I'm going to shut the door. Yeah, if he comes in, when is it? What is it? Another 15 minutes. Yeah, if he comes in, I'll be like, ah, Keith. Look, Ben likes Ben likes Ben likes Animal Crossing too. No, that was the. Well, Animal Crossing, uh, Animal Crossing New Heart, that was the first Animal Crossing game I ever played. I never really played Animal Crossing beforehand. Um, yeah, I same. I didn't um, dunk on Animal Crossing. Like, I wouldn't go out into my way saying, oh, Animal Crossing is a bad game because I never played it. What am I to say what's a bad game and what's not? It just never really interested me. Um, my girlfriend, she wanted to play it. And, of course, for her birthday, she got it. And then as the time went on people were constantly saying about how great animal crossing was because this is when the pandemic first really hit and animal crossing was a big was a big proponent in my house because both myself and my girlfriend actually got sick with covid oh man we got i got covid as well yeah we got lucky enough we didn't have to go to a hospital but we were both Mm. quarantined in our house for about a month and animal Mm. crossing was the one shred of normalcy we had left and we were constantly taking turns playing it we were pulling pranks Same. on each other in the game and it it was my game of the year for 2020 because mm-hmm. of how it just gave everyone hope of going back to normal eventually mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean I yes there are problems. yeah good for mental health have... wasn't it i think it, people proved mm-hmm. that it's a very good it's quite a simple game a lot of clicking buttons and I just play like and again like yeah during the COVID stuff and yeah I I got my Switch just before um, sort of COVID really hit actually no that was the second year so we'd already gone through like one lockdown and everything and maybe two or three actually over here and then I got my Switch and then yeah and then we went to like another lockdown and yeah help help me get through that and just just one or two hours a day I'd spend on it It was like looking after me island and uh, you know making sure everything was sold to you know thingy paying Tom Nook gotta pay that guy man otherwise he sends the boys round apparently he sends the boys round they break your fingers that's what I've heard you gotta keep the repayments up yeah on our version he breaks your legs He was trending, wasn't he, recently? But eesh, it was pretty dodgy. <laughs> what a Why? Thing. Why was he trending? Um, it's a family-friendly show, but it, apparently it was a picture of him showing uh, everything. <laughs> oh <laughs> no, he's not been. Oh no, yeah. I haven't seen. I haven't seen that. But they um, can't cancel Tom Nook. We need another Animal Crossing. They can't cancel him. Nah, I don't think that. I, I think Tom Nook's fine. I mean, unfortunately, the internet be the internet sometimes. So. Oh yeah. It'd be, oh, yeah. Oh, but, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Going back to um, our con- our console journeys, because, yes, the Switch is definitely part of, of my journey, because I got mm-hmm. the Switch and the PS4 um, are the two big at-home consoles, because throughout my entire life, my parents bought me my consoles, because mm-hmm. I didn't have any money. I, there would be consoles I would want, and my parents would get Same. them for me. Yeah. But the, the first console... I ever bought with my own money was my Nintendo 3DS, but that's a handheld. So handhelds, I, I kind of put in a gray area, but the PS4 and the Switch, those were the ones where I was like, I can mm. buy this myself. That's I don't have to fit, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, it was, it was <laughs> walking out of the, my store with my PlayStation 4 in my hand with a bunch of games. My girlfriend is in tow. 
I I was just I was trying to get her to do the joke of like she's sitting in the backseat of my car. You were the king with... of the world, mate. You were Titanic. <laughs> you were king of the world. I felt because I because the PS4 came out and I wanted it for a few years. I never had the chance to get it. I got I want to say three years after it came out, and I was when I finally had the money and I was able to afford it and get like a bunch of games with it. I was uh, I did feel like I was king. I fell on top of the world. It was great. Mate, there's that that's the feeling man i couldn't i was so my parents bought all my consoles up until playstation one i think ps2 and stuff i was had like summer holidays in between universities i had a bit of i had a bit of dollar mm-hmm. you guys know over there a bit of dollar spend a few um but when i was at college uh i could actually buy my own ps1 games and that was awesome so i remember buying like dino crisis off my own back i bought like, final fantasy 7 final fantasy 8 you know, that was, and just, those were just epic games. And they came, they, they got me through a lot of hard times, actually. If we talk about, yeah, journeys and what molds what you like now, mm-hmm. then those Final Fantasy games, the Resident Evil games, Dino Crisis, Silent Hill. You know, I'm a massive Silent Hill fan. I'm so gutted that that sort of bit the dust a little bit. But I don't know if there's going to bring that back. But, yeah. PS1. I went in a slightly different direction because my first console I purchased myself was an N64. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good story. Oh, okay. That's a good story. I mean, I was working at Littlewoods. <laughs> Littlewoods, okay, America, uh, what's it comparable to over there? It, it's a bit like Target. It's a bit like a, like a catalogy version of Target, isn't okay. it, Littlewoods? Old age pensioners. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't buy clothes from there. <laughs> oh, ben, I was given £3 free an hour. Now, I don't know what that £3, was. that's about five bucks an hour. Actually, oh, now, those days, yeah, well, the pound was a bit stronger in those days. But by this, these days, it'd be about four bucks an hour. Ooh, yeah, dear. four bucks now, and I was working weekends, so it took me uh, maybe a, a couple of months. And I was saving money. I was like, oh, what should I use the money for? Um, and then there's a big advert on TV going, N64, now with GoldenEye, only ninety nine They obviously, maybe it's towards the end of its life, life uh, span, but I was like, whoa. Next day, H&B, boom. And it was one of the best purchases. And then I love those. I love GoldenEye, by the way. I think it's a brilliant game. And then for my birthday... A few months later, my brother got me Zelda Ocarina of Time, which um, is my favorite game of all time. And it, it was my first Zelda game I probably got into. And since then, I've never looked back. And it's it's my favorite series. And Breath of the Wild, I don't know if you played it, Ben, if you got it on the Switch. Oh, it's an astonishing was, game. Breath of the Wild was the reason why I wanted to switch in the first place. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. when, at first, you guys are on your own a bit. I never really got into Zelda. <laughs> okay, so Sorry. I never, again, I can't get into oh, it for some it, reason. But. D- Dylan, there are absolutely no judgments here. If you don't like the game, you don't <laughs> like the game. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be like, get out. I'm like, dude, every- I'm off, mate. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> no, get, come back, get back, stay where, stay there, stay there. Uh, oh, man. it's like, yeah, Bre- Breath of the Wild was amazing. Um, I, I did have an N64, but that was actually later on. The first, um, uh, my first at-home console, like true console that wasn't a handheld, was the PlayStation One. Yeah. It was what a PS- console! I mean, oh, if you're God. talking about greatest of all time, it's be- for me. It's between that PS2 and Mega Drive. I think go mm-hmm. for me. Those for me, those are the three. The, for me, the goat is the PS2. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, because when yeah. we got the PlayStation One, that was like when we got our PS1. I still have my original one to this day. That console, because the N64 was out, the PlayStation One was out, but. I wasn't. I mean, I was still. I was still very young. I was still in elementary school um, or primary school. I think that's what they call it over in England. Yep. yep. And I was still. I wasn't really aware. Like, I knew about the Super Nintendo. I knew about the the Genesis or the Mega Drive. 
and that's what I wanted. But then the N64 came out, and then I'm like, oh, did the PlayStation come out? And they we started hearing rumblings about this thing called the PlayStation. And I think my neighbor, one of my friends, my classmates, he had a PlayStation, and parents would talk. And they said, oh, yeah, I returned the N64 because the N64 didn't have a whole lot of games. And the PlayStation has a bunch of games and it was cheaper. It's true. Yeah, it's man. The library is mental, isn't it? Oh, it was yeah. just so big. It's just so many games on that thing. The PS2 is even bigger. I think the PS2 oh, now, you can nuts. get, you can just like fill your boots for about 20 pounds. So we, we've got a lot of secondhand game shops around here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, PS2 games are about one or two pounds. Each yeah. a lot of the the popular ones that sold in their millions, you yeah. get all the Grand Theft Autos for about two three pound, all the Gran Turismo's, all the fighting stuff. There's all, a lot of filler as well, but there is there is a lot of filler. Games. But man, it has like Silent Hill two on it, Silent Hill three, Silent. Hill, I'm just naming a lot of Silent Hill games. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, for me, you, for me, Silent Hill is kind of like me naming Mega Man because for me, the PlayStation, um, I latched on hard to Mega Man X. Mega Man X four was the first Mega. Man X nice. game I played on the system. Uh, so X4, X5, X6, I have I have all of them still to this day. Uh, Mega Man Legends is my absolute mm-hmm. favorite Mega Man game of all time. That's I just think... so difficult, Ben. How would yeah. you do it? I'm yeah, so I did st- struggle with the Mega Man games. I, that... I like Mega Man. I respect it. I'm blind. I can. Just oh, I, We're I, really I, bad I, at video games, Ben. Yeah, I don't know. If, I did say again, I beat them. <laughs> this I is something. Said... Dude, I I never beat Mega Man X5 or X6 properly. The only Mega Man X game I actually ever truly beaten is X4, and that's only because I also used the cheat code to get the, the to get the um. Power we got a cheat, man. We just we all just like get the cheats out. We're just so terrible at video games, at Arcade Attack. We just just we just don't know how to play them. We like oh, them. No, I, we'll talk hey. about them. We're oh, great no, at talking about them. Oh yeah, so, yeah, I absolutely love playing video games, but I'm not going to say I'm like I'm the master of playing Mega Man X. I'm sure as hell not. I there's only one. I have uh, only... my my SNES mini hooked up, and I still haven't beaten Sigma on Mega Man X, and I also have the Hadouken. I can't beat Sigma. <laughs> I get into the last giant ass box form, and I still can't beat that asshole. Man, mate. The only the only two games I can complete easily are Streets of Rage on the mega drive and sonic one on the master system everything else like even from back then i struggle with now i'm, just like, eh, I'm so slow like Mate, come it, with my fingers it took me over 20 years to beat sonic cd that's my wow. favorite game of yeah. all time that's the first game that i ever owned that was truly mine and i had it on the windows 95 because i never nice. had a genesis i never had a genesis yeah. slash mega mm-hmm. drive growing up the only yeah, it wasn't time the pc I wasn't it yeah mm-hmm. Do you know what, Ben? Some of those PCs, I don't think you still work that games. Those PC Sega games are worth a lot of money now. Yeah, man. They are. Um, I don't have, yeah, I don't have my original copy, unfortunately. It, it was lost to time, but the way I was able to get it is the um, the iOS port of the game is really yeah. well made. Nice. Really well nice. Made. That's how I was able to play it and beat the game finally after 20 years of man. not beating the damn game. I do like it, but that thing, obviously, when you're spinning between the time zones, I, like, accidentally do it. I'm like, I don't want to go to the future. I'm like, I don't want to go stop it. Like, I want to just play this level, man. I just yeah. That's the one thing I don't like about that game. I think it just, it's really polished. It's obviously, you know, technically, it's, like, the best Sonic game of that era, but it mm-hmm. is, I can't, that time travel thing, I can't get on with it. I just want to stay in like just, it's cool, like how it does the, the graphi- how it does the graphics and how it like obviously dirties yeah. up the level sometimes. And I just it's nice, but I can't. 
I can't make it work for me to finish yeah, the I, game. Well, so I never well, finished it. No, when I started playing it, I was in first grade and I didn't know what the heck was going on. All I know was just like go to the right and jump on bad guys. That's all I knew. Because there are like three, three or four different endings of that game, aren't there? There's two. Um, there's oh, two. Good, okay. Yeah, there's the good ending, whereas if you either get all the 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 time stones or the chaos emeralds, mm-hmm. they're really just the placeholder for the chaos emeralds in this game. Uh, you get that, <laughs> you get a good ending. Everything's all nice and pretty, and then mm-hmm. there's like the bad ending, whereas you just like strip play through the game. Because the third act is like the future, mm-hmm. so it's like all dark and gray and gross. You hear and like doesn't look good, mm-hmm. and like oh, you made the bad future. Then once you beat the game, and it's like hey, you totally got the bad future, so you gotta go That's back it. and replay it to get the good the good ending. Yeah. Sounds a bit like twenty twenty one, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, they basically predicted the future. <laughs> oh mate, but, yeah. yeah. Love it. Classic. Love it on the CD. Yeah. Mega, the Mega CD or Sega CD mm-hmm. is one of my, my... I only bought it I only bought it about six years ago. Mm-hmm. But I love it. Oh, I love it so much, man. And you, you know, Again, you can just play whatever games you want in it now. You can just right. burn whatever game you want and play with it. I play like a bit of Silpede, a bit of Sonic CD, a mm-hmm. bit of Final Fight. Oh, Final Fight on the Mega CD is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Love that. If no one's tried that, you've got, you've got to try that. No, with the man. arcade stick. With the oh. arcade stick. Oh, mate. Yeah, Tell you heaven. Now, Final Fight is like the the one beat 'em up I grew up with, only because mm. I would see it at the arcade all the time was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh yeah, awesome. Yeah, that it's was much better than that, to be fair. Yeah, that I mean, thankfully to my with my Genesis Mini, I have a Streets of Rage two, which is an amazing beat 'em. Mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. adore that game. Mm-hmm. But Ninja Turtles, man, that was so good. <laughs> so good. Was, you have to be that, Donatello, right? Yeah, it's just no, so good. Leonardo. Oh, Leonardo. Yeah, one of those yeah, yeah. two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely. I like, this, I like, I like, like having Raphael, voice. personally. But... <laughs> hey, at least... You're it, poking people. <laughs> Raphael, like, eh. Well, hey, that means if all three of us somehow... There'd be no I arguments, would there? We could do a little link yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone hates Michelangelo. You can just stay over there. Yeah, I didn't... <laughs> was it wasn't pretty tricky with Michelangelo. I'd like, you know, with Donatello and the big stick. I don't know what that yeah. stick's called. But yeah, something fancy. Amazing. Amazing game. So good. So yeah, that's good. a great con- a great arcade game, isn't it? And the Simpsons arcade. All those oh. Konami arcade <laughs> games are fa- Sunset Riders, I keep going. They're oh. all great. They they knew how to make an arcade game. It they makes did. me sad. I mean, because we do have a few arcades still here still in Southern California. And if you guys ever come mm-hmm. to Southern California, you you better hit me up because I'm gonna be taking you to a, a grand tour oh, around some great spots. In As if area. we wouldn't, yeah. We just randomly yeah. be in California, not like Hit you up, like, I don't want to talk like, to Ben. I know that guy. I don't know what it's like. You fly, you like land at LAX. It's like, hey, what was that one weird blonde kid? Who oh, was that guy? Like, yeah, who was that guy? Yeah, it's like, yeah, he had yeah. a good podcast. Yeah, who was that guy? Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. definitely, mate. We've got a couple here. I mean, a shout out to um, the Heart of Gaming. So, if you ever, if anyone is listening to this comes to the UK or is in London, Croydon way, like so south, we're south London pretty much. Uh, come to the Heart of Gaming. You'll see us there. You pay about fifteen yeah, pounds, 15 about twenty bucks, for all you can play, and you can cool. stay there all day. And he's got arcade machines forever. He's got yeah. he's got eight player Daytona. He's got Ooh. eight player the eight player day, Daytona. Oh, that's so that is amazing. So you can lose to us. At Daytona, because we're amazing at that game. We're terrible at every other game, but we're amazing. We'll wipe the floor with you on Daytona. So That's a promise. So, do you guys have Dave and Buster's over in England? Similar. So, Similar. Okay. 
kind of like Dave, Dave and Buster's. They do like food and games and arcade and what, yeah, what yeah. kind of things they do. Sort of. They're like weird complexes that are kind of dying out a little bit. Like the one up in Pearly Way. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got bowling and stuff and everything, and it's all kind of in one bit. So you can get your food, you can go and play your arcade games, you can do a bit of bowling. But they're dying out a little bit. I guess COVID hasn't really helped, I don't think, with all of that stuff. Yeah, but, I mean, we have quite a few of those places here in in, uh, the United States, but David Mm. Buster's was, like, the big one because you have food, it's a Mm. sports bar, and, of Mm. course, they have a massive arcade. And I used to work at one for about a year when I was in a, when I was a uni, um, or when I was in college. Talking to you guys like from, from you're using our lingo, Australia, man. Yeah, college. You can say college. We get what you mean. I mean, no, not only that, because I have incorporated the term bloody in my just regular vocabulary. Nice. I love well it. Around here. I love it. The, the funniest thing I ever heard was um, when uh, I traveled Europe about 2006, 2007. And we met a lot of Americans, you know, mm-hmm. as you do, obviously, you know, other, other backpackers in hostels. And we were in uh, Warsaw in Poland. Mm-hmm. And they're these two American guys, awesome. Like, we'd go drinking with them, like, every night. Amazing. But they smoked. Mm-hmm. And then hearing them say they're going to smoke some fags outside was the funniest thing <laughs> I've ever heard. Because they're here, like, oh, yeah, have a fag, you know, cigarette. And then, yeah. But over there, when you guys say it, it just sounds real wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if, if anyone listening, when the, when he says that word, he means a cigarette, because over on that part of the world, that's what that means, not the yeah. derogatory term that, unfortunately, uh-huh. it's been associated with. So yeah. just just plain and simple, because we because here, here in America, we have to like really be like, yo, we have to like make sure we're on top of that shit. Yeah, yeah absolutely, um, mate, absolutely. But yeah, so yeah, we don't that that's what we use for that, and it was like, oh, guys, okay, but thank you for entertaining us. But, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. good, man. Uh, I do even, like it. Uh, my god, my godmother. She's she's English. Uh, she came nice. here to the United States. She's been living in the United States ever since. And I saw her a few years ago. And there are times because we, uh, we um we would talk about we were like catching up. And there are times where I said, "Is like, oh yeah, I'm doing this." I'm like, ah, "Bloody hell!" And then she looked at me. She's like, "What'd you just say?" I'm like, "Bloody hell!" And she's like. Well done, Ben. And she gave you a round of applause, mate. They were like, she's oh. like, I, she's like, oh, I know. This was like, well, when I was in school, there were times I would listen to some, uh, I, or not listen to, I'd watch um, my one of my best friends and also my co-host on Fake Nerds. He tried to get me into Doctor Who. Oh, all right, yeah, yeah, nice. So I only watched one season of it, and it's the Christopher Eccleston time when he was the Doctor. He was good, actually. He was oh, a good doctor. I want to say David Tennant's my favorite, but I've only seen a yeah. very small handful of David Tennant episodes. And also, I just love David Tennant because he's David Bloody Tennant. So. Yeah. He's David Bloody Tennant, mate. Oh, that would be okay. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, he'd be cool. He'd be cool to hang out with. Yeah. yeah but, oh, man, there was a point I completely forgot where I was going yeah. with some of them. Colloquialisms oh, and borrowing each other's swear words. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, that's but that's the beauty about the show. Tangents and rant and and rants are 100 welcome. Uh, this is we do the same thing, mate. We'd I'd like this sonic one that we're going to do later. We're going to end up talking about like fridges or something. This <laughs> this is what we, this is what yeah, happens. Yeah. I don't actually have a freezer. I don't know. Again, the video guys can see my kitchen in the background. Mm-hmm. My freezer doesn't work. 
Oh, no. Seriously, this, the hinge on the bottom is got it's one of these integrated ones. And I'm like, oh, I can't freeze anything. That was going to be our big story for our podcast. You're giving Ben a free our big story for our podcast now. I can't freeze any food. I basically just <laughs> have to get that the Sonic pod. I have to get takeaways forever because I can't freeze anything. That's going to be that is going to be like a great little thing for the description of your episodes. Like, hey, we try talking about Sonic and then we go about how Dylan's freezer is broken. He can't freeze any of his food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's real bad, mate. I bought all these Sonic curries and he can't even freeze them. Have you guys had the Sonic curry? No, you I've heard it had. tastes real bad. You know I've seen it, as in I've seen pictures of it, but I don't oh, think it came out here in America because the one Sonic food that it is famous here in America is the Sonic Popsicle. That I have had throughout oh, my yeah, that life. Oh, that looks good. Yeah, yeah. Never finished it, and I Ooh. don't think I ever will in my life. The, the only thing we got wow, is, a, is okay. a knuckle sandwich over a Ben. Knuckle sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? Get it? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? They probably since uh, since Knuckles is going to be in the new movie coming out, they probably will have an ice cream called a Knuckles sandwich, where it's just like an ice cream bar. There you go, mate. Sandwich. Well, you got my you've got my body double Idris Elba in there, ain't you? He's he's gonna be Knuckles. He's about yeah. oh, right, Sonic. He's like, oh, right, mate, we're gonna. I want your emeralds, mate. Give me your emeralds. Yeah. I want to know get out of been... my pub. Yeah. Well, I'm curious because okay, going into Sonic lore for a little bit. Um, cause in the com- cause there is like a, a long run of Sonic the Hedgehog comic books that Archie published that were in mm-hmm. tandem with the games. Like the games came out, Archie got the license from Sega to do the Sonic comic books. And so the writers had to incorporate the games into like this whole world that they created. It's like, it is a weird world of lore. It is completely different from the video games, but there's stuff mm-hmm. from the games in them. It's, it's nuts. So apparently Knuckles's family came from the equivalent to Australia. Oh what, mate? Yeah. Who what, Koba? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so give me a, Idris Elba. Give me your emeralds, Koba. <laughs> so I'm oh, curious man. if Idris Elba is going to keep his uh, is going to keep his British accent, or he, he's going to try to do an Australian one. Or he's good because he was in the Wire, wasn't he? So he's really good at doing an American accent. He's yeah. obviously he's yeah. got his own accent. Yeah, he Australian's was in the Wire. Not, he, was yeah. in the, he was in the American version of The Office. He yeah. was. He was good in that, wasn't he? He was, yeah. a, he was a bit of a bad man in that yeah, but too. yeah. <laughs> he played it well, though. i mean australian's not really a stretch for him he could probably do it cobber oh yeah. mate you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah, i've been once... i mean a lot of a lot of americans have called me australian over there okay. they're like where's your accent from you're australian mate i'm like yeah cobber and i just pretend to be australian <laughs> ben have you seen uh... the, the uk version of the office the original by any chance i have or... not no Oh, I recommend it. It's too cool. short, man. It was like basically you know, the US office is crazy long, right? There's like loads of series. I think it was only about yeah, two, two series, series and about a, six episodes. Though, and a Christmas and it, special. I think it's about 14 episodes in total. Mm. But yeah. I, I recommend it. Yeah. Ricky Gervais is in it. So if you like Ricky Gervais, yeah. then you'll like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's our recommendation, yeah. mate. Yeah. yeah. Office, I mean, I like The Office, but I'm not a giant fan of The Office. Mm. Um, my girlfriend's more of a fan of it. Um, I was more of a big Parks and Rec guy when um yeah yeah i've heard that's good i love parks and rec yeah leslie is like she's my heart there you know she is me and uh, les ron swanson is my spirit animal (laughs) yeah i think he is for a lot of americans eh? yeah yeah i just i just love it how he just like stare uh i mean even though i totally in person it's funny because we all have his character um adam scott's character and his character in mind we have a a namesake because he's he's ben and i'm ben yeah, and he's also a big nerd. I'm a huge nerd, so it. Kinda... He's such a nerd, Ben, but he's amazing, isn't he? He's good, like when he man. shows up in the Batman costume. I'm like, that is definitely something I would do. <laughs> yeah, you would, and you'd invent your own board game that's ridiculously difficult that no one ever like got, and 
Yeah, you do that, right? I don't know if I tried inventing a board game, but I think I bent the rules to a Harry Potter Quidditch game to make it a little more fun. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Spike ball. Yeah, get get a spike ball. Put on flames. Put the like the little like Quidditch, but it's flame. Like, you know, your snitch, it's flames. You have to grab it with your hand. Yeah, and yeah, you get the dark mark if you hold it too long, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we so, like Harry Potter too, surprisingly. No, we do. Yeah. I do like Harry Potter, actually, yeah. The tour is well good. That's something that we've got oh, good yeah. in, in the UK. The tour is real good. Yeah. We had the uh, Warburg yeah. Studio tour over there, right? Yeah, it's I real good. I my son, but we bought Nassie's Christmas present. Or, sorry, birthday present. I don't think he'll be watching this. I think we'll no, be okay. So we bought him another tour. <laughs> so, yes, last minute it was a baby, so it's really good. Yeah, yeah recommend it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good. All right. Yeah, so going back to uh, our console journeys, um, Adrian. You talked about how you had the uh, the Spectrum and then the Amiga. What else did you have after that? Oh, I, I also got a Mega Drive as well. Um, okay. The Genesis, which was brilliant. And again, it was one of that. It was like an early Christmas. Well, it was a Christmas present, and we get we got to select it as well. Me and my two brothers, and mm-hmm. so good. We got Sonic Two, mm-hmm. uh, Earthworm Jim, and Zombies Ain't My Neighbors, which was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Then we soon got Super Street Fighter Two very soon after that. Mm-hmm. Those four games, really, I've got other games, but they were the bedrock of my Mega Drive life. Loved every single one of those games completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we, then I went to PC gaming. Sorry, Ben, I know we're not allowed to, use, to say those two words here. Uh, I was a bit of a PC gamer. I know, look, look, Duke Nukem, uh, Doom. Again, from my They're uncle. good games, though, let's be yeah. honest. Doom, wow. Duke like, look, don't do the Amiga anymore. That's long gone. I'm playing this now. I was like, what on earth is that? And he, he had a PC. I was like, oh, blown away, mate. And I couldn't believe it. Uh, I, I got a Jaguar in between, actually, uh, Atari Jaggy, which is a bit of a weird part of my life, but they didn't sell many of those. No, I mean, they well, well they sell about two hundred. No, hang on, they can't uh, be two hundred thousand. Two hundred fifty thousand, I think. Two hundred fifty thousand. That's all they sold worldwide. <laughs> and um, I did own for a bit of my life, which I'm an idiot, but you can call me an idiot. A Jaguar CD, it's very extremely rare add-on that you can get on top yeah. of it. So sold it recently. I'm going to regret that, I think, but. Very, oh yeah, one of my favorite things I've ever owned, really. So. I mean, you talk about preserving ET. If you preserve one of those Jaguar CDs, I mean, they're they're worth three. They're worth what about five hundred pound now? Yeah, so a bit more, about six hundred, seven hundred bucks, and then yeah, in a couple, well, another yeah. five to nine. There's only things again. ten thousand out there, so who knows? And they fall apart so. apparently. You need like people, like good people, to look after them, all the capacitors yeah. and stuff in them. Like you, yeah. So if you don't get them serviced, then. Yeah, I don't know about the CD because, like you said, the CD, the, the Jaguar CD is super rare, I, even here in the United States. Um, one of the stores I follow, it's a retro game store. One of the places I want to take you when you eventually come over here is they had, they just got a Jaguar, an Atari Jaguar, just the base Ooh. version, not, no CD and a few mm-hmm. games to it. And I believe they were selling it for 435 bucks. And that's, that's just. And that's loose. That's it's not in the box, but also it comes. They also have a bunch of games with it, and I think those games go for a bit because, I mean, it's. I don't want to undercut them, but you can get a pal one for cheaper. Actually, I don't yeah. think I don't think they're region locked. No, I don't think. I they, think they, they just had one. There's one or two games uh, apparently on the Jaguar CD. I think it's one game, maybe Dragon's Lair. But the cartridge that, one, I don't think is no, pal or NTSC, isn't it? It's just right. how it works. Yeah. So I'm. You can get I'm one. Don't. <laughs> I'm not 100 percent sure because the Jaguar. I have. I have one good thing about going to a retro gaming expo is that nine times out of ten they have a bunch of consoles on display with a game inside, so you can play them. And the last one, or one of the ones I went to, had a, an Atari Jaguar, 
And I knew about the Jaguar. I knew it existed, even though I knew about what it was re- more recently. And I'm like, hey, here's a Jaguar. I've never played a Jaguar before. So I want to play it. The first time I held that controller, it was bonkers. It is a mess. Yeah. It's a telephone <laughs> or something. Like <laughs> the old school idea. telephone with what are they thinking? Yeah. I don't want like, it to be different. But... Big, well, that thing was almost bigger than my hand. <laughs> and I'm just like... And I'm thinking, like, what the hell is with Atari and putting number pads on their controllers? I get it back in the early 80s with the, the 2600, the, the 5200, the, or the, the 5800, the ColecoVision, and all this other stuff. It's like, yeah, they have, like, number pads because you had to put num- use numbers to input in the mm-hmm. game. But okay, that's sure. You still had a little knob to, like, move your character and everything. But look at this Atari Jaguar that came out in 1994 number pads were obsolete by 1985 thanks to the nes i think i think a lot like it does lend itself quite well to things like um like alien versus predator when you need to switch weapon and stuff yeah, because when you put the inlays on top I, i'm sure you know right. that you put the little... so the ones that use the pads come with a little inlay you put on the top and it shows oh, okay. you kind of how you weapon use it more to, so it's like okay. having okay. a more a quicker weapon select so if you like playing doom so you can just like press a button and you literally get oh, like yeah, yeah. the big gun and whatever. But so for those it kind of worked. But I don't know. It could have just could have just worked a bit more on the UI or like the user interface a bit more and just done yeah. away with it so and just had a good scene. and had a good yeah. controller. Like but, the game I played was Tetris or not Tetris was Tempest Tempest Two Thousand. Yeah, that's and a great game. Tempest is an amazing arcade title. I absolutely mm-hmm. every time I see a Tempest Machine, I'm like I'm gonna play around a Tempest because I actually mm-hmm. enjoy that game. I think mm-hmm. it's a beautiful looking yeah. uh, Atari game. Mm-hmm. Um, playing Tempest 2000, it was weird. <laughs> it's often regarded as the best Jaguar game. And it's the best know, Jaguar or, game. Or that, that or Alien vs. Predator usually mm. one of those two games, or, or maybe Doom as well, to be fair, skin for. But yeah, no, it, uh, Jeff Minton made that. What a legend. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a good, I like it. I know it's not everyone. The Atari Jaguar is just yeah. like, it's one of these things of Atari's bad decisions. It's one of, you know, it's, it's like a legacy of Atari's bad decisions. You know, give it to people with a dev kit. People had to learn how to program it, program on it, before yeah. they could actually even make a game. And then their limit, those kind of limitations, we've spoken to a lot of Jaguar developers, and they all say, like, the limitations of what they could do on it kind of hindered a lot of the games that were developed on it. Whereas if Atari just said and just actually, like, came up with a kit that did a lot of the work for them, then they would have had a lot more games on it. It would have been more successful. But in hindsight, yeah. Yeah. But that's what made the PS1 so popular, wasn't it? So when Sony did mm-hmm. the PS1, they made sure that to the big games houses, they had a dev kit. Mm-hmm. And, then, you know, there you go. So easy. Go and do it. Well, Make well, some also, crazy looking games. Also, CDs were, because I was watching a video on, on this last night, or this morning technically mm. um it was easier to make games for because there was more memory space like final fantasy oh, yeah. 7 mm-hmm. you, you mentioned final fantasy 7 earlier and three cds uh, mate that's a lot yeah. of data for that yeah. game three uh three uh three discs worth mm. of course back in 1997 no mm-hmm. when did final fantasy 7 yeah it came out in 97 but back then like square and nintendo were like this Mm-hmm. Almost every time Nintendo had a console, it's like Square is like, yeah, we got Final Fantasy VI. We got Final Fantasy, we got all these amazing Final Fantasies. Mm-hmm. And then when Nintendo's like, hey, we're going to still do cartridges, uh, Square was like, ah, no. No, 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 no. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> That's why, yeah. I know. N64, I love the N64, but the... it's so hindered by being on cartridge. I don't even know how they did Resident Evil 2 on it. Resident oh, Evil 2 on the N64 is a marvel. 
how on earth yeah, they got yeah. everything from that game on there i have no it, idea it blows your mind doesn't it? every time we talk about you like they use so many it. tricks i think they use so many programming tricks and things to get it on that cart and i'm like thanks guys for bothering but it's a good port, isn't was it, it worth the effort but it was a good, it is a good port no it is a good port even with the n64 controller i mean speaking of n64 i because and that's on my console journey because i got my n64 after my game boy color my uh, nes and the playstation 2 so the n64 mm. was done the life was over but I really wanted it for one reason and one reason only, and that reason being Pokemon Stadium. Oh, I thought you were going to say Majora's Mask or something. <laughs> no, Pokemon Stadium is yeah. still a great game. They, they've, they're remaking it, aren't they? They're making a new one for the Switch. Um, uh, that was Pokemon Snap. Yeah, he's Pokemon Snap. Just, I was just testing. <laughs> just testing, yeah. Test. Ooh, yeah. I mean, Ooh. if they make a new Pokemon Stadium for the Switch, I'm like, yes. <laughs> but, yeah. But uh, yeah, That's... I was a Pokemon. But yeah, Dylan, I was a Pokemon kid growing up. I never played Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask until the the 3DS remakes came out, mm-hmm. and those are yeah. oh god, so good. There, so I just can't. I mean, the Majora's Mask thing. I, I tried to get in Majora's Mask, but you st- you you spend the beginning of the game um, as a Deku scrub, don't you? Is that you what's that? that? You've got that. There oh, you've is. got the Majora Mask. Yeah, there he's he is. Got the Majora's Mask. There network. you go. And I just like, oh, why you just run, just be Link for a second, please. Don't be a Deku I couldn't do it. But I, I, Ocarina of Time, I've gone with it a bit more. And then I don't know why I gave on up on that. I, I, I played that quite a bit. Every Zelda game I've given you, you just, you just never catch on. I so. don't. You've given me about five or six you've lent me. I've given like this back. No. There's, Breath there's of the Wild. One... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. Go on. No, no. If there's one Zelda game that I could recommend that might or might not Ooh. break the streak. If it doesn't break it, mm. I'm not going to get mad at it. But for me, because this game is a very near and dear to my heart, because this game got me out of my own little gaming funk that I had in mm. the in late 2010s mm. that got me re-interested. If, if I did not play this game, we probably would not be here talking today. Okay. And that is The Legend of Zelda A Link Between Worlds for the 3DS. Oh, yeah. You lent me that, didn't you? Oh, it you didn't work. Uh, it didn't work. work. I loved it. It, it. I absolutely adored that game. And it, I agreed. I thought this is the one. This is going to sweep. It was it. impressive, <laughs> but again, like me and the DS don't really get on that great. So oh, that was the end of that, mate. But you tried, no. I did have Link's Awakening on the Game Boy. Okay. I did quite like that. That that was quite a good one, just to sort of play on the go. Um, yeah, I got the remake for this. I got the remake for the Switch, and I absolutely loved it. It was so yes. much fun. Yes, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, the Minish Cap. I don't know if you played that, Ben. That's a sort of game I played most recently on on the. What was it again? It was the the Minish Cap. Minish Cap was on the three G- DS GBA, wasn't it? The yeah, GBA. I have so not good. played the Minish Cap, but I'm hunting for it. Get it, mate. Get it. So good. Yeah, unfortunately, that game is a little on the spendy side, loose. That's like going for $94 American. It, it's, it's expensive. I mean, it's the game is expensive, but also it came, if I if my memory serves, uh, the Mish Cap came out later in the GBA's life. Mm-hmm. So not a whole lot of copies were made. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's a great game. People And also people who owned that game, they held on to it. They haven't sold it. But if Nintendo comes out with a remake of the Minish Cap, done. Buying that sucker instantly. I, I thought care. they did. That's why I thought it was on the DS or something. No, they haven't no. remade it yet. I don't think they have made no. it. I had to get it for my GBA. So I might try that. I've got, you know, these like dodgy GBA carts you can get oh, from no, China. I'm... No, 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 no. I'm not. No, no. <laughs> uh, I, I, for me as a collector. The 201 ones. I've got kids on one of those. Shake your finger at him. No, no, I'm not gonna shake my finger. All right, hold on a second. Because I have a uh, 
We can't hear you, mate. I have a bootleg oh. cart from Singapore. Ah, there you go. Like there you go. Color bootleg cart. <laughs> They're so I, good. <laughs> just, I got just, like, this. Loads of... I got this when um in Singapore when my my dad and my well my parents bought myself and my brother our Atomic Purple Game Boy Colors, and because we were begging for Game Boy Color only yeah. because Pokemon Gold and Silver were on the way mm-hmm. and we want to see things in color. And my mom would constantly remind me, he's like, but Ben, when you got your Game Boy, I asked you if you wanted to wait, I would have gotten you the color instead. That's just but harsh, like, man. You don't want me that. Being an impatient child, I said, no, you don't I want, want that. Game Boy now. I guess, I guess if I hadn't been impatient, then I would have got a Genesis instead of a Master System. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> You know, yeah. impatience never got a kid anywhere. Yeah, but yeah. speaking of my original Game Boy, here's my original Game Boy. Nice, mate. Color. Beautiful. I know I've got I the same. Yeah. My... And also my original Pokemon Red. Yes, babe. Yes. My um. So my girlfriend had the Game Boy Color in that color, mm-hmm. and she's given me that. So that's very that that that's why we're still going out. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, it would have been done. She, yeah. She has an Atomic Purple Game Boy Color. Uh, my roommate, he has a teal Game Boy Color. And one of these days he wants, because he gave this idea and I really like this idea. I really want to play because I just, cause he wants uh, myself to play Pokemon Red, my girlfriend to play Pokemon Blue, and he, no, my girlfriend plays Yellow, and then he plays Blue because he still has his original Blue version. And all three of us play together, fill out the national decks. Nice. We but it's one of, the, one of these days. You should do it because that's the only way they can get all of them, right? So yeah, you just do it. Do it. Yeah, maybe one, one. One of the very rare times it rains here in Southern California. It's a uh, oh, we get rain all the time. Can you just can we just we can send you some? We'll send you some rain and you send us some sun. Yeah. No, we're, we're actually we're in the middle of a drought. It's really bad over here. We, we oh, mate, the then we'll send, definitely give us send your you rain, some. please. Yeah, we'll, okay. we'll definitely do your swap. Yeah. The northern half of my state is on fire. I know it's real bad. I'm no, we we, we, we uh, learned we were know about it. Ben, uh, a Tory legend a couple weeks ago is like. If you see smoke on my screen, it's not. Don't worry. It's just the forest fires out. It's just the forest fires. <laughs> what I mean, just rain. For the love of God, someone yeah. bring bring some rain. Oh. Everyone talks about how great the weather is here in Southern California. I'm like, I'm not gonna lie. It's gorgeous weather, but man, I would. I, there would be some great times. Stuff where... just. I know, mate. I know. Just the world we're living in at the minute. Yeah, you know? We just have to keep talking about games and just pretend yeah. everything's okay. Everything's fine, guys. <laughs> We don't just talk about games. Fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Yeah, don't look at the fire. Don't look at the fire. Don't look at the fire. Yeah. 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 So, um, you guys talked about um, going going back to games because you guys have talked about um, the second Mega Drive and how that was because the Mega Drive or the Genesis was super popular in Europe, whereas over here in America it was at war with Nintendo with the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely grew up as a Sega kid or wanting a Sega because my next door mm-hmm. neighbor had Genesis, and I'm a huge Sonic fan, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Um. But unfortunately, I never owned a Genesis or a Super Nintendo until I got my minis. Mm-hmm. But I did have one set. I had two Sega consoles growing up, and one of them is my absolute favorite. But unfortunately, it died, and the idiot I was decided to give it away to a thrift store because I'm like, oh, it's broken, and I'm never going to fix it. And that's the Sega Dreamcast. What had gone on it? Why? Uh, the laser broke. The laser, um, oh, the laser mate, you could have just cool. lifted that out and put a GDMU yeah. in it. Oh, unfortunately, no. I wasn't privy to that information at the time. Oh, Ben. Thought, oh, oh yeah. Ben. If there... I've got my, my Dreamcast with a GDEMU in it is fantastic, man. Just fantastic. It's just powerful machine. Yeah, you don't have to worry about obviously like the discs and stuff, and you can just load on it what you want. 
my yeah, the, Dreamcast, I'm so sorry the Dreamcast and the Nintendo 64. The N64, unfortunately, was loaned to one of my brother's friends. It is now lost to time, sadly. Mm-hmm. So that was my entire collection of games. So it's that and the Dreamcast are the two retro consoles I want to get. I want to rebuy. I'm willing to put some money Do down because the Dreamcast. When the Dreamcast came out. To me, it, I, I didn't really go into the Sega Saturn because there was no Sonic title for the Sega Saturn mm-hmm. outside of Sonic Jam. Uh, now, Sonic Jam being a great port of the original four Sonic games, I say four because mm-hmm. I'm counting um, Sonic and Knuckles as a separate entity. Mm-hmm. It was oh, amazing. yeah, they were ports, weren't they? They weren't yeah, actual yeah, sort ports. of like the, the same one like brought over, just that they were actually like redrawn and everything, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah. yeah, they were ports, and I'm not really counting Sonic R because that was, that was just a racing game, which was also on the PC, which mm-hmm. I owned. And I played, and I liked it, but now that I'm older, I could say it's like, hey, I loved that game, but that game is still a hot pile of garbage. <laughs> yeah. Ah, so so bumpy. But Sonic R aside, the Dreamcast was the one, was my big ticket item, because Sonic Adventure, mm-hmm. 3D yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. I was at a store, and I looked up, and I saw a strategy guide for Sonic Adventure 2. I'm like, oh my god, there's a second yeah. one. And I'm begging my parents for the Sega Dreamcast, and my parents mm-hmm. are like, you have a PS2, you don't need it. Oh, I mean, this is what a lot I think what happened to the great Dreamcast, isn't it? It's yeah. like you already got a PS2, just come mm-hmm. on, PS2. Plus, yeah. also, like the PS2 could play DVD, so it's like, well, yeah. it's the DVD player as well. Make sure they stuck a DVD player in the Dreamcast, shouldn't they? I mean, that was easy to say now, but uh, so you're gonna love this. So, we actually had a DVD player in my house already, but it was so you didn't even dad. need it. Oh, yeah, I didn't even need it, yeah. For me, <laughs> I needed one, like, I need, needed one. So, the PS2 was just you know, you both you get you both the machines, yeah. don't you? It was an easy choice buying a PS2, yeah. But, yeah. We bought the DVD player, it was a Christmas present for my father for Christmas one year, and we got him a DVD player and we got we got a few DVDs. And then I will say two years later is when we got our PS2. So we so we got our DVD player like I want to say around the beginning when DVD players were coming out and we didn't get like a high end one as far as I know I, mean, I don't know how much my mother paid for it all I know is that one Christmas uh, Christmas Eve night we are plugging the DVD player up to the TV and it's like hey not only can we watch movies we can also play music on this and it's like oh this is really cool and then the PS2 was announced and then it said hey we can play DVDs and my parents were like well shit <laughs> <laughs> I bet they did. Yeah. My DVD player or Blu-ray player broke uh, about a year or two ago, and it's about Christmas time. And then what Mike was like, "We got what's home alone. It's almost Christmas." So I was like, "Don't worry, we got the PS2." And it wasn't yeah. on Netflix or anything at the time. I don't know why. One year it wasn't on. And I was like, "And I put it on. It. Oh, it's so grainy." <laughs> yeah, the output on the PS2 is not like, good on the HD yeah, TV. It's not going to work very well. <laughs> you should have dug out your CRT, mate. You should have dug out your CRT. That yeah, would have worked all right. Right in the loft again. So yeah, you know, it didn't. It, uh, it made do. For about five seconds, I was like, nah, I guess that ain't going to work. <laughs> nah, dude, I didn't start buying Blu-rays until I got my PS4. Because I didn't have a player at the time. Mm-hmm. I would still be buying DVDs because I had my my brother's Xbox 360 before it got the Red Ring of Death. And oh, I would, that. Yeah, that. <clears throat> and <laughs> there were times where my friends were like, oh, just buy the Blu-ray, just buy the Blu-ray. And if I did buy a Blu-ray, I would make sure it was the Blu-ray DVD combo because I didn't have a Blu-ray player. Keep, yeah, then, so you get the DVD as well. Man, yeah. I remember when they used to do that. <laughs> Crikey, they've, they've grown out of that now. Those were the days. And now that DVDs are essentially just fizzled out, 
and I have my PlayStation 4 now, I'm waiting to buy my PS5. It's like, I don't have to worry about buying another player or system because I have my game system that plays Blu-rays and DVDs, no problem. Buying a PS5 is a funny thing, isn't it? That is a problem. We we know some people have managed to get one, so it's not completely impossible over here, but it's almost impossible. It's not impossible over here either because three out of the four co-hosts of the Fake Nerd podcast have PlayStation 5s in their homes at this very moment. There's a word. I'm the one who does not have it. There's four (laughs) of us, and I'm the one who's out. There's a rude word for them. (laughs) No, no, there's no rude There are no rude words for them. It's not the fact that I can't find the PS5. It's the fact that I can't afford a PS5 (laughs) at this moment in time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could, if I really wanted to, I could probably just use my credit card, just go and be a PS5, but I don't want to because I want to, because I'm not just going to get the system and the game. Because when I go get a PS5, eventually, I'm dropping money. I'm getting mm-hmm. the system. I'm getting the camera. I'm getting a whole lot of games for it. Or at least maybe like three. Because I want to get uh, Miles Morales, Demon Souls, Ratchet & Clank. Maybe a few no, others when they eventually come out. And also, I want a camera for it because I want to stream. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I uh, stream on Twitch, thankfully, through my PS4. But now that the PS5 is so much easier, it's easier to do. It's like... I'm willing to drop the money. So I also want to get it. I want to get a headset. Save up, mate. Yeah, yeah save up. Get... We're going to need about a couple of thousand dollars. Yeah, do it, mate. Save uh, maybe it. not a couple, at least like maybe like it's going to probably go around like 900 to a thousand dollars when I do eventually get all the stuff. But that's yes. down the line. I'm willing to wait a little while. Um, my PS4 still has a lot of life left in it. Um, it's an amazing. It's an amazing. Console. Oh, yeah, I love my PS4. I actually, I actually yeah, I do love like. my PS4. And my girlfriend and I, we, vis- we recently made a trip out to Florida to visit my younger brother. He has a PS5. That didn't help. <laughs> it's, so, it's so much quicker, apparently. Yeah, it's like, it's like lightning, like running stuff on it. But, eh, eh no, mate, we, you know, we just played, wait a little bit longer. We played Astro's Playroom, and that was already a fun game. And when we were, really, when we were playing through it, we were like, whoa, the controller can do this? Mm, and just like the haptics of the controller were, to me, were amazing. And um, he also has a PlayStation VR, so we were playing Beat Saber. That was the big hit of the trips, and we were mm. having an absolute blast playing Beat Saber. So I'm talking, I'm talking to my dearly beloved girlfriend about once we get the PS5. She's like, "Yeah, we gotta get a PSVR." I was like, "Well, let's wait for the PSVR until the new version of the PSVR comes out." Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait till the PS5 one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And once we get that, then we're gonna get Beat Saber and all this other, all this other cool stuff. Like the plan, mate. Keep saving. <laughs> Nope, I'm, we're behind you 100 percent you yeah. can do it I, I appreciate that thank you oh it's uh, got really dark here like, yeah, it's, yeah, like like, almost, it's almost it's almost nice like, over here mate it's getting darker over for you guys? it is and we're like oh we're like oh. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna actually start our recording session in a bit oh man i I'm, 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 I'm just i don't know if i could talk for another five hours i probably could i'm gonna have to yeah. just just like go go to the shop get some coffee and then and you're, you'll be fine Mate, have you drunk our coffee over here? I don't know. No, it's not the same, mate. No, it's not. (laughs) Everything outside of America is different. It's so different. It's like nuts. You guys got so much good stuff over there. Like, I'm always finding myself importing like American snacks and stuff. Standard, you know. It's funny because we try, especially on the West Coast, we find ourselves importing more um, Asian snacks than anything. Oh man, they're good as well. Oh yeah, I got a cupboard full of like Korean stuff and like Indonesian stuff and Japanese stuff. It's so good. Yeah, we so have. Good. 
we have we have a, a a market close to my house and we go there as a lot and we're just like mm. perusing the japanese snacks and the asian snacks and we're just going yoink like there's these really good i want to say korean potato chips that are like hollow or excuse me crisps that yeah, are yeah, hollow yeah. thanks yeah yeah you're welcome i told you i know the lingo you know it mate yeah, yeah. It's like when I go when I go to London and someone says, "Oh yeah, the petrol station is just up there, up there." And they're like, "Okay, cool." And my friends, petrol. Are like, you know what petrol is? <laughs> I know what petrol is. Yes, I know. I know what a lift is too. It's like, "Oh yeah, just take the lift." I'm like, "Okay." And it's like, "Ben, that's the elevator." Yeah, here it's called the lift. The lift, mate. You're on biscuits. it. Yeah, biscuits. You're, you're on it, man. Trousers. We're wearing our trousers. Trousers. Yeah, we don't we don't have pants are our underpants, as you know. Yeah. So when we say we've we've dropped our pants, it's real bad. Yeah, it's yeah, real yeah. bad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, when we've dropped our pants. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Also, uh, and it's for you guys. It's Ooh, not the, the doorbell's ringing. Food. Sorry, Ben. Talk to Adrian for a second. Oh, <laughs> doorbell's ringing. I was going to say, uh, here in America, it's called the trunk. Right. Like the back of a car is the trunk, but for you guys, it's the boot. It, it, it is the boot. Yeah, open the boot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so when I uh, when I eventually go to London slash because the, the the plan is to go to London for a few days, and then tours uh, southern England and Cornwall. Cornwall's yeah, lovely. Yeah. yeah, when I when I eventually do get over there, I'm gonna be like, people are gonna be, I'm gonna they'll be like slinging all this lingo. I was like, hey, I know what you mean. I know what that is. Hang on. Oh, got... sorry, it's got James making my apologies. Ben. <laughs> sorry, guys, I've just got a sub, sub substitution. <laughs> all right. What is this? A football game? James is in. Hi, <laughs> James. Hello. Ben, ben, ben. Hi, Ben. At least get just one of those. <laughs> we will try. And there we go. We're plugged in. This is Keith, right? No, this is this is James. James, James. Yeah. Hi, James. How are you doing? Do, doing great. Welcome to Base Arcade Pause Menu. Thank you. Good to be here. Bye. Hey. Oh, we got hey, Ryan. Hey, <laughs> you see our faces now. <laughs> After, hey. Yeah, so of course, so James, you're an hour and a half late, or late to the, late to the... <laughs> or early for the next one, <laughs> or, or, or early for the next one. Yeah, so we were talking about console journeys, and then we just like went on amazing tangents, and uh, we were talked about how Adrian's or not Adrian's, Dylan's freezer is broken. That was a good. <laughs> oh, one. That's the, the oh we didn't know about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we're just we're we were talking about console uh, console journeys, and we're probably gonna be wrapping up here in a bit, but um. What about you? Do you, what's your like console journey? If you have it, like, what was the first video game console you had, and what were the consoles you got throughout your life? Because I still have a bunch on my list that we didn't even touch, but that's totally fine. We can come back. Wow! 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 What a question. So, I started. I was about five or six years old, and I actually, my parents actually bought me a, a um, Amstrad CPC four six four. I have no idea what that is. Oh, fantastic! So, essentially, in a nutshell, like a, a basic home computer, but it played uh, cassettes kind of zx oh, okay. spectrum type thing and um you know at the time i thought it was just absolutely amazing i had a whole collection of games for it i carried on collecting games um and then i sort of that's how i kind of got into the into gaming really mm -hmm. um and then went on from there and then went on to things like master system um mm -hmm. mega drive mm -hmm. i've got a younger brother he then got into to mega drive as well um and then moved on through uh ps1 ps2 then I flicked over to Xbox as I was a bit of a turncoat. So, you know, you sort of diehard, diehard PlayStation fans will be like, why did oh, you no. change? Oh, no, no. But so yeah. that was the exact same thing that happened to my family. Because my family, ah. we had the PS1, we had the PS2. Nintendo was mostly handheld and we would get, and we had the NES. The NES was a bit of a mix-up because for Christmas one year, I asked my dad for a Super Nintendo. 
and all he heard was Nintendo. He goes to his sister, my aunt, and she gives him her old NES. <laughs> ah. come, yeah, come Christmas morning, I open up, because this was like the big present for me that year. I open it up, and I see this gray toaster, and I'm like, that's not the Super Nintendo. <laughs> but oh. I'm surrounded by my family, and um, at the time, my mom's side of the family, they're from Montana, which is nor- northern United States, and they're mm-hmm. a little more... It's a very rural community, so it's like you better be grateful because if you're not grateful, you're you're we're taking the present away. And I didn't I didn't throw a fit, thankfully. I was like, well, be thankful. So eventually, my dad pulled me aside. I was like, was that really what you wanted? And I told him the mix up. But if that NES became the hit of Christmas, my sixty some year old grandmother was playing Duck Hunt. Oh, yes. Okay. They were we all of us were taking turns because we had a collection of games. Like we had Super Mario Duck Hunt combo cart. We had uh for <coughs> reason we had two copies of Super Mario Brothers 3. We had a slew of games with um that can that my aunt just had and she wasn't playing anymore, so she gave them to me. And I'm happy to say I still have that console to this day. I plan to turn that into like a little museum piece when I eventually yeah. move into my own house. I have a little bit more space. Cause for me, the NES for what it did for video games here in the United States, especially is just phenomenal. That needs to be preserved. It sounds like a blessing disguise. Maybe it, Look, it yeah. definitely, it definitely was. And just, it was awesome watching my grandfather, my grandmother, my dad, and a bunch of my cousins all just take turns playing duck hunt. And also all of us getting into it, playing, uh, playing ice hockey on the NES. Oh yeah. And you'll never forget those memories. Let's be honest. Oh no, it was, <laughs> It was an amazing Christmas. I will definitely say that. It started off, I'm like, uh, I don't, I'm a little bummed out because this isn't really what I wanted, but I got to be grateful because I don't want to get taken away. And it turned into one of the biggest hits that the entire family got into. And even when we go visit other families' houses, they would ask us to bring in the NES. (laughs) (laughs) Local gaming celebrity. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, cool. Totally come over to the house. Bring the Nintendo. (laughs) We don't really want Ben to come, (laughs) but he has to come to bring the NES. Yeah, that was that that was a good year. That was a very good year. But yeah, um going back to being a turncoat for a PlayStation, um we also did that because when the PS3 came out, especially here in the United States, it was I mean, it was an awesome machine, but even for a six hundred dollar price tag in mm. two thousand and six was just death steep for us. Mm. Especially for the highest end model, the PlayStation 3. And then we look over to Xbox, which is only four hundred dollars and much cheaper, a better and it had a essentially a better um, uh, at the time it was a, a better library and a better online experience mm. from what I remember. And then you have the Nintendo Wii that came out as well, saying like, "Hey, this is for more casual. It's easy to get. And it's also a hundred dollars cheaper than the Xbox." So one Christmas I got my Wii. The following Christmas my brother got his Xbox, and we skipped PlayStation entirely until the PS4 came out. Yeah, so, I mean, I yeah. I don't have any, the only case I've got is a PS2 at the moment, but yeah, I've got a relatively powerful PC, so. Okay. PC Master Ace. <laughs> now I think I think I think the the, the sort of it wasn't a change, but I I had a I had a PS2 and an Xbox at one time. Oh, nice. And I remember being really into the PS2 games. They had a fantastic library, um, and I was really impressed with you know some of the stuff that was coming out. And then um, an old work colleague suggested the Xbox to me, and I was I hadn't even considered it. I was like really okay you know so we gave it a try and um again as you say great library 
um you know i like the interface i like the fact that it looked a bit kind of dark and mysterious it was a bit you know it was a completely different type of console and then i just kind of followed it from there i, I sort of jumped straight on the 360 bandwagon um and again they had some some good launch titles but some more came along afterwards and, and microsoft were really sort of you know hammering at it then and um i don't know i P ps3 just it wasn't even sort of considered you know and since then i've, I've very much been on the on the xbox kind of um you know train um and that's that's how it's how it's been i've got some close friends that have got you know kept up to date with the, the, the playstations and whatnot and and you know there's been a bit of a to and fro with the libraries and the reveals and stuff like that but yeah I, I, that's where I've kind of ended up, but in terms of how I got there, yeah, that's a that's a, a, a sort of a, a rocky road of various different consoles. <laughs> yeah, me and James, we used to good friends at high school, and we used to always play Master System together. Master System, oh, just yeah, fantastic. James, the massive library of games. So Your Amiga. Yeah, we've we spoken about that. Yeah, so me, me and James go way back, and yeah, we always played out each other's games. Stuff so good. Yeah, great, great memories. I mean, so, you know, along the same sort of lines as 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 your your Nez for for Christmas. I mean, I got a Master System for one Christmas, and at the time, I was kind of, I, I hadn't had a console per se, mm -hmm. so I was a bit like, what do we do here, sort of thing. And then once I started getting into it properly, uh, that was it. I was I was hooked and sort of built, yeah. you know, built my collection up, and you know, then we started playing all the two player games. I was borrowing games and like Sorry. telling, you know, and that's that's how the advertising was done right you know it was all, all word of mouth at the time you know kids just basically shouting out games to their friends um yeah. and it's uh, it was just so exciting it was just so um you know i remember going to toys r us you know and going oh. in and, and, and just oh. looking at the shelves and being like just overwhelmed with excitement like yeah. i'm gonna buy a game i'm just this is literally like you know my life is complete james i cannot tell you how many memories i have <laughs> of walking in toys r us with birthday money, with Christmas money, or end of the year of end of the school year money, because there would be mm. times where if um, I got really good grades in school, my dad would like give me like fifty bucks, or when I would go from like once like go from elementary school or here here in the United States it's called elementary school for you guys as a primary school, mm -hmm. going from primary to middle school. I don't know if you have middle school in in England. Do you guys have uh, we 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 do have. I, I think there is a there are some. Okay. Um, but I think it's 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 mostly yeah primary to, to high school yeah primary to high school okay and to college yeah, yeah. For, for us it was from it was it was elementary middle then high school but yeah when I went to like the next stage of school when I would air quotes here graduate or promote my dad would slip me a hundred bucks and oh, every dude. time I get that that uh, hundred bucks it's like straight to Toys R Us <laughs> yes. <laughs> And just looking at uh, just like making sure there's like at least one ticket left because you get the ticket, you go to the register, then they give you your game. It was the best. oh, it was the ticket. Was the that was that, that was the that was like the, you just felt so powerful, didn't you? you felt like Charlie, what do you, what do you want? <laughs> I got the golden ticket. Yeah. yeah. Or even when I went to like other stores like Kmart, because before Kmart went out of business here in the United States, one of the best finds I ever had was um, Final Fantasy VII. I, my, oh. I bought my copy of Final Fantasy. It was the greatest hits copy. It was a reprint, but it was $5 at Kmart. Wow. It was oh, stupid yeah. cheap. And I, and I, I, and my, I was with my mother at the time, and I'm like, I'm like, hey, mom, um, can you give me that? I mean, it's only 5 bucks. She's like, yeah, sure, I'll give you that. It's 5 bucks. And easiest 5 bucks. That was a key. The whole cathedral's here. The interloper. <laughs> yeah. All of our kid attack is finally here. And we, we, yeah, it's like a simple, yeah. All the bots rolled out. But, but, but my, my, my question would be, has, has Final Fantasy VII ever been $5, £5, five pound, five anything? 
<laughs> has it? Um, That's an amazing. Steel. If it was at an actual retailer, yes. Secondhand market now, no. No. Yeah, so I, I essentially got my copy. It was either for five bucks or 15 bucks. Either way, it was stupid cheap, and I was a fool if I were to pass it up. I did not. I still own it to this day, and you know, I'll never get rid of it. That, wow. is, a, that is a Final Fantasy game. Oh, it, There's it wasn't another museum piece. <laughs> it wasn't my first Final Fantasy game. My first one that I ever played was Final Fantasy X. But if we want to get really technical, the game that got me into RPGs or JRPGs in general was Kingdom Hearts. Good. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kingdom. I mean, of course, when it came out, I was like a perfect age because I, uh, I or still am a huge Disney fan. Yeah, because that's the Mickey Mouse one, isn't it? I'm, yeah. Like, so, like, when, when I'm watching the commercials and I'm seeing, like, oh, hey, you could fight alongside Mickey Mouse and Donald and Goofy. <laughs> And you can beat the crap out of Disney villains. I'm like, yeah, that's the game for me. I want a piece of that. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, I, I've heard really good things actually. Yeah, I, yeah, I absolutely uh, adore and I absolutely love. Really nice. So many great stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is only a few minutes. Like I feel, you know, it's great. Uh, yeah, so we're we're about hitting the the time because I try to keep these episodes to an hour, hour and a half, and we're already running like an hour thirty six right now. And and ah uh, man, we got you guys got to come back on the show. We yeah, gotta, that, we gotta, yeah, yeah love to, mate. Ben. Thank you, really enjoyed it. Yeah, um, we we'll have to get you back on our show maybe, like uh, reciprocate the offer. You know, come back on ours and share your your lovely stories. Well. And carry on. Thank you so much. For yeah, I'd love to on. carry on. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 would, I, would love to come I would love to come on your guys' show. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure you can, Ben. <laughs> no, appreciate, really appreciate the offer, and, and obviously the time zone as well. I know it's a little bit early for you, so thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should we get away from Dylan? We're gonna, I think we're saying goodbye now, basically. And Keith, the interlopers over there somewhere. Oh, he's going to say goodbye. <laughs> Keith's going to be the mysterious one. Not, yeah. Ben. Ah! <laughs> Stop trying to fill up my ears, James. <laughs> Mate, thanks for having us. I'll just say thanks for having us. We'll see you around. Come look, you know, hit us up in London. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I will I will definitely be <laughs> I will definitely once I finally do make it over to London, I'll definitely be hitting you guys up. And if you guys ever come out here to the United States to Southern California, hit me up, let me know, and we will have a we're gonna have a great time. hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it's right. gotta happen, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, make definitely. it so. so yeah, so where can people find Arcade Attack on the internet? Well, we're on all good podcasting platforms, so Arcade mm-hmm. Attack, obviously, and it's Spotify, iTunes, and everything, really. And we've got a website, arcadeattack.co.uk, uh, which is other stuff, uh, uh, interviews, reviews, and obviously our podcast is there. We've got a YouTube channel, which is all right. And it's quite, honestly, Arcade Attack is the place to find us. We're always, we're pretty good at socials, and there's Instagram as well, isn't there, James? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're fairly fledgling on, on Instagram, but there's a lot of a lot of content on there, and, um, you know, all sorts of bits and pieces, but Facebook as well, for all sort of chat, and, and kind of updates, and stuff like that, so yeah. chatting to people, so if you want to shout, I'll say, what, 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 one day you say that stupid thing, we can take it. <laughs> yeah, don't be afraid to pipe up. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, thank awesome. you, Ben. Appreciate it, mate. Of course, thank you guys. And of course, you guys could find, uh, I mean, obviously like and subscribe to the show. Also, also follow Arcade Attack. Um, they, they, these are awesome dudes. They have a great show. I absolutely love it. 
Uh, you can follow me personally on the internet at benmagnet27 on Instagram and Twitter. The Mothership Show Fake Nerd Podcast, you can find them or us really at Fake Nerd Podcast on Instagram and Instagram and Twitter. Fake Nerd Guys at gmail.com if you want to touch me personally. Also, we have a website, FakeNerdPodcast.com. Links to all the shows over there. Yeah. Um, we have a YouTube channel, obviously, and links to our we have a T Public, our Patreons there. All the stuff is on FigurePodcast.com. Uh, once again, guys, thank you so much. Love to have you back on the show. Open in console journeys. That was fun. It was fun, yeah. No, you got a very good magnetic personality. Oh, <laughs> I chucked oh. it in. How many times have you heard that? I think actually that was the first time. The first time oh, there you go. <laughs> no, but ben, thank you mate it's been so fun and appreciate inviting us on your show it does mean a lot to us mate. great to meet you uh, great great to meet you uh great to meet you Blah. meet you too james wow i even got tongue tied <laughs> i only had like one little thing drink i should have brought a water with me when i came up here to do this yeah, what the hell? all right and anyways thank you again guys love appreciate to have you back it. on yeah, and for now you. unpause. Um,